living inside of you, you've got opportunities. Every time you open your mouth, the Holy Spirit's going to come out. That's revival because we're called to bring the kingdom of God into heaven. It's great to have all the young people in the house today, everybody. I love it. Thank. Can we have a big, big shout out for our amazing young people? They're staying, they're staying in this morning, so I'm feeling really good. So if you're here for the first time, a very warm welcome. Every year we do an annual offering, which we call Rise and Build. We have two annual offerings, which is, one is called Make a Difference, which supports all the community work that we do out there. Every week we've got about 15 community projects that we're seeing the kingdom of God come in. Stuff like community cafes, stuff like crisis cafes, butterflies, the shared football, toddling, community choir, loads of different stuff, uh, cap, uh, food bank, we do all of these stuff. And then second offering that we do is Rise and Build. And we do this over all locations as a one church. And this is for something bigger that we want to feel that God has called us to build. And I'm believing, four years ago I launched this vision saying that I believe that God has given us a building. Now, that is not the ultimate vision because our vision is to see the city transform with a powerful, transforming message of Jesus Christ. Who believes that? I believe that our neighbours, our work colleagues, when we open our mouths, when we bring in a power of God, things change in our lives. Things change in our world. But the, the, one of the things that we've been praying about is that we felt God quicken us to say that we believe that God is going to be giving us a building to facilitate the vision of seeing this city transformed. Can we have an amen in our house? The building is not the vision. Our vision is everybody to know, to grow in their relationship, and to go for Jesus Christ. I want to see thousands of my mates who live in this city be transformed by the powerful message of Jesus Christ. So that is the vision. It's knowing, growing, and going. The building sits underneath this. So you might have seen this uh, brochure that we're giving out. I'd love everybody to take this home today. It's got some of our vision. It's got some of our um, what we're believing for God to do this year. And I love it. The Bible says, with man it is impossible, but with God all things are with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And I'm believing as we stretch out and we do everything in our hands, the faith element kicks in and God does the supernatural miracle that we need to get this building. Are you with me? Can we have an amen? A guy called Jeff Bezos, he coined this phrase and it says this. He wanted to regret minimization framework. He was fed up of his life of always missing out things. So he came up with this phrase, which was to regret. He wanted never to regret minimization framework. So what he did is in 1994, he started a business in his basement in Washington. He didn't want to miss out on the technical revolution. Now, in 1994, he started this business. You might have heard of this small business called Amazon. Today, Amazon generates 258 billion pounds and is the largest online selling site in the world. He started that from his ba in his basement. And I love that phrase, regret minimization framework. What I'd be saying as a leader of God, I believe that I want to regret a minimization framework. I want to walk into all of the purposes that God has got for me. I don't want to walk out of this place or walk out in three years' time regret, regretting seeing the kingdom of God built in my lifetime. Can we have an amen? Are you with me on this? The possibilities of God, I want us to walk into that. I don't want to be like the, uh, the other story of a famous uh, video store called Blockbuster Story. R.I.P. Can we have an R.I.P.? Can we have a moment? 
We can all remember going in, choosing the videos, can't you? On a Friday night, let's get a packet of Starburst and a couple of videos, two for three. And then you used to take them, take them back the, uh, two days later and then you used to get a fine, which was about £35, wasn't it, if you came back late. But what happened with Blockbuster is that they had to close down after being one of the biggest providers of video uh, you know, and rental lines. Why? Because they didn't move with times. People, I want to have a regret, a no regret minimization framework. I want to say I don't want to miss out on what God wants to do. You know my favorite verse, Acts 3 verse 12. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. The decision and investment we make now will have generational waves. Let's not have any regrets about our part in building the kingdom. You get one life to live. I don't want to have any regrets. And that's one of the things that I want to see that God has promised us a building that's going to facilitate many lives coming to know him in the time. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 to 19. Therefore, if anyone's, anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconcili- reconciliation. Reconciliation, <laughs> I was getting confused with the last quote. That God was re- reconcil- <laughs> reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against us. You see, we are new creation. God has got a plan, and I want to walk into it. I don't want to walk out regret, sad. We could have seen God move. Revival is here. God is always on the move, but we have to say we're up for it. We are the revival. You're the revival in your workplace. You're the revival in your communities. You're the revival in whatever sphere of life that God has got for you. In the Old Testament, the temple, the building of God, was the main focus for God's people. It was a place of worship, prayer, sacrifices, community, education, and care. Wow, you imagine in the Old Testament days, people used to come to come to the temple for all of them things. It's part of the heartbeat that I've got for our building, that people will come to the source of light and find all of these things there. Throughout the scriptures, the temple is described in numerous ways. It's described as the holy temple, the holy house, the house of God. Who can remember in the 90s, jumping in the house of God, jump up, jump, jumping in the house, jumping in the house of God. Shall I bring back a bit of rapid, everyone, eh? No. <laughs> How embarrassing are my boys when they're coming in here. I start rapping. Jump up, jump up and get down. Uh, right. Um, um, <laughs> I've got a few. That Stop mine. Right. Uh, the Father's house. Uh, house of the God of Jacob. House of my glory. House of prayer. The house of sacrifice. Holy and beautiful house. The sanctuary. You see, in the Old Testament, the temple was the main focus for God's people. But isn't it refreshing that when Jesus came and he smashed that, and he said it's not only about just the temple, about people going to the temple, it's about the priority is people. Early believers in Jesus met in the temple courts, and Christians throughout the centuries have met in chapels, church buildings, and majestic cathedrals. We are grateful that God has provided us with places to meet. Aren't we grateful that we can meet in this place? You know, a lot of churches in the world can't have over 20 people gathering together because the police will come and shut them down for radicalization. Aren't we great that we live in a time where we can gather 200 or so people here on a Sunday morning. And as we gather and hear the power and the presence of God, we go out there to make a difference in the community. I want to say thank you to God for that. 
But it's not just about the temple because the temple only represents Jesus who is all about people. He didn't neglect the house of prayer. Actually, in Matthew, when he walked in there, he turned the tables over. And he said, you've made this temple a den of robbers. You imagine that. Just picture this, actually. Right, Jesus is coming back and he's going into the temple and they're all... They're selling different bits of people, uh, uh, all kinds of things. And they're making it into a temple that is not what is called, what he thought is called to, to be a house of prayer. So he goes over and smashes tables, turns them over, drives everybody out and says, this is my house of prayer. Wow, I love that. So Jesus is about people, but he's also about the temple. You see, vision needs provision. Vision is to see the city and beyond transformed through everyone getting to know Jesus Christ. A building is an access point for people to connect with Jesus. The building is not the answer, but it is an access point for people to connect with Jesus. I've got three points today. You're going to love them. Get your notebooks out. Get the fire out. I'm going to drop some bombs in your life. Are you ready for it? Number one, in the days of vision, things are built for God's glory. We've got a lot of vision. We believe in God to do many things. In the days of vision, things are built for God's glory. Rise and Build is about building things that are going to last a lifetime for generations to come and beyond. In 1 Kings 6, you hear about Solomon's temple. In Ezra 3, you hear about Zerubbabel's temple. You've seen the cathedral in Lincoln. I don't know when that was built, but in dates. You saw the move of Methodism. By the Wesley brothers, chapels were built all around. When there's a great move of God, you often see buildings being built. I believe that we're in a season of a great move of God. I don't know about you, but have you seen people coming to faith in this place most weeks? It's exciting. We're in a time where people are connecting with God. You see, Isaiah 54 says this, Enlarge your house, build an addition. Well, we haven't got anything yet. But we're building an addition. Spread out your home and spare no expense. Why wouldn't we for God? I went around. Oh, sorry. Yes. So over here. So Isaiah 54 says, enlarge your house, build an addition. Spread out your home and spare no expense. Rise and build is about contributing into something that we're going to build. We believe that God has called us to have a building in the south of the city for his glory. We had it in the Old Testament, but we're believing that we're living in these days. We believe that that is what the miracle is about. This year at Rise and Build, we are focusing on two main things. As you all know, we're planting a new location into Lincoln North. Come on. We're sending out 50 people from Highcombe and from Lincoln to build into the north of the city. Alive Lincoln North. We're also going to be raising all the money for the new building. And that is what I want us to be sacrificial. I want us to be faith-filled about. A few years ago, and I've brought this message before, but I went for a prayer walk and the prophecy had come. Um, that I, I was talking, thinking about building. I was thinking, God is at our time as a live hiking for a building. And I remember a prophet, Dwayne White, came to us and he called me and Joe together. And he says, I see a building over you where thousands of people are going to meet and thousands of projects are going to go out from that building. And it stirred something up right inside of me. And I went away and read this book called The Church That Never Sleeps, about a church in New York that was open to the community 24-7. And my faith just jumped up and thought, what about this? Could we have a church that never sleeps? 
that is open 24-7, seeing miracles and great things that God, God did. And as I was walking away and reflecting on this, I, I felt God speak to me through Habakkuk 2 verse 2, a famous verse that you have heard. And it's Habakkuk saying, and then God answered Habakkuk. He said, write this, write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. The vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. So I wrote down five things what I saw that I felt God was doing for our building. And I've spoken them once, but if you're new into this location, this is what I saw and I felt God speak to us about it. Number one, we see a building in the south of the city that is spectacular for God. You look at that cathedral, there's a wow factor to that, isn't there? Anything we do for God, we want to honour the name of Jesus Christ, we want a wow factor to it. I don't want to get by with the, that will do mentality. A church that serves rich tea biscuits. <coughs> Why would a church sell rich tea? Who likes rich tea? Is there any rich tea? Oh, there's a few, sorry. <laughs> Let's pick on another biscuit. <laughs> we don't want to be a church who sells crusted creams. Oh, we do, right, okay. We don't want to be a church who sells jammy dodgers. Yeah, anyway, move on. Yeah, okay. But I, I saw it, and I saw a building that's spectacular for God. Why it's not for us, but it's because God is worthy of everything. We want to do things excellently for them. I saw a building in the south of the city that was spectacular for God. Number two, I saw a modern-day cathedral that is accessible to all people of all generations, 24-7, full of life. I love these crisis cafes that Stacey's are opening, uh, the, the community, the churches are opening. 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. for people who are in need, people who might be having suicidal thoughts or might need someone, a place to come to find refuge and hope. Where's a church? We want to be part of that, don't we? Imagine what we could do with a building that we could do it. Number three, I saw we see a building that is a source of light to many communities, bringing hope and freedom. When anyone comes through the doors of Highcombe, I get a lot of feedback and they say it's really hosp hospitable in this church. I say, there's, but most people say when they're new to the church, they said, there's something that I can't quite describe. Well, that's a culture and that's an atmosphere of the presence of God. If we have a building 24-7, we're open, that people come into it and they're saying, wow, there's a source of light in this. It brings us hope and it brings us freedom. I want to big up the Shed Project. We've seen about 150 guys connect with the Shed Projects, mostly through social media. But about 30 guys have come out on a Thursday night to find hope and freedom. Suicides are rising in the south of in Lincolnshire. We want to be a church that says no to it. We want to say that there is hope and freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to stop that and say there is hope, there is freedom for everybody. We want to stop that. Fourthly, I saw it as a building. We see a center that sends people out to pursue their God-given dreams. I saw multiple projects running out of it. I was at Battelle on Friday night, Battelle Derby. And what God is doing there is absolutely phenomenal. They've been given fields. They've been given buildings. They're, be, they're, they're doing gardening projects out all over Derbyshire. But what was the most exciting thing was I was there with 80 people who had transformed their life, have come off drugs, have come off alcohol, and they were worshipping Jesus Christ. And there was a, there was, it wasn't just about that they found Jesus Christ. There was a purpose for them. They joined part of um, the ministry. So they were going out and doing gardening. They were going out into cafes. They were going out and doing loads of stuff. Well, I want to see that. People pursuing their God-given dreams. 
When people come to us in need, I want to see like community housing as part of our building where they can come. If they're coming straight out of Battelle or if they're coming straight out of prison, we can offer housing for them. And we can say not only is there hope in Jesus Christ and they can find and experience Jesus Christ, but we can say also there's a job for you at the end of it. Thought I'd get a few more amens than that. I see that happening. I see it. What do you see? What's your dreams? What's your vision? What do you think God is saying? Could you do it through the building? And lastly, I saw we see a center that builds big, generous people who pursue God's purposes. I want it to be a dream center. If you've got an idea, you can do it. We want to get behind you and we can say, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's in us. We can set up a project and we can run it out of our center. Now, of course, we don't have to have a building to do this, and we are doing it. So it's not like someday happened because we're doing it now. But I believe this will be another access point for the community. I want to send out churches upon churches upon churches. I want to plant out people to go after their God-given potential. We can do it. There's a faith element. There's a different dynamic that we need to operate in. And maybe today I'm just getting up to you and say, think in a new way. Change your mindset. It's not about the money, it's about a heart. It's about stepping out and saying, do you want to just live a mediocre life for God or do you want to step out into something, adventure? Do you want to pursue a pioneering story that you're going to be part of in 30 years' time when there's thousands of young people coming to know Jesus? You said, I played a part in that. What do you want to be part of? I don't know about you, but I'm up for it. I'm mad for it. I want to see God move in power. We get one shot at life. That's number one. Number two, in the days of renewal, things are restored and repaired for God's glory. You see, this both honors the past, those who sacrifice, and also keep the witnesses moving forward into the future. You see, we want heaven to come to earth. I want, as part of our center and as part of our vision here, for relationships to be restored, for communities to be given hope, for this creation, the world, for us to be looking after it and steward it well. You see, there's two examples in the Old Testament. Joe Ashley, I want to give you some homework, everybody. So can you write this down, everybody? I'm going to give you some homework. I want you to look at two um, characters from the Old Testament. Joash, which was a king, and that comes out of 2 Kings 12. And Josiah, who was a king, and that's out of 2 Kings 22. So I'd love you to read 2 Kings 12 and 2 Kings 22. And Joash was brilliant at this renewal of all things. During his reign, he took responsibility for the upkeep of God's house. This is where it talks about serving. We want, to, we want to create an environment where God can do anything he wants, but we want people to be welcomed into it. You see, hospitality, what we do, creates the presence and the power for God to do what only he can do. You see, when, king, when kings did what was right in the Lord, God's house became important. I always want this house to be important. From Joash, in days of spiritual decline, things fall into a state of despair, e.g. Um, tower or a church in Lincolnshire. Josiah, secondly, at 2 Kings 22, you read, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father. David, not turning aside to the right or the left. During his reign, the law was rediscovered in the temple. The covenant relationship was restored. Chapter 22, in this, it shows that in his renewal time, they committed again to repair damage with his temple. 
When kings did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord, the temple was disregarded and damaged. Eventually, the Babylonians destroyed the temple. They set fire to God's temple and broke down the walls of Jerusalem in 2 Chronicles 36 to 19. What I learned from these two kings is that they took responsibility for the temple, for the house of God. I want to inspire us as we prepare to give for next week. I want us all to take responsibility. It's not just down to the one or two for the house of God. We've got upkeep that we need to do in the house of God. We've got rooms that need to be rented. We've got all kinds of things that we need to do. But we all need to take responsibility for it. This vision will not happen if it's just one or two people doing it. I would love buying and responsibility taken for the house of God. I want sacrifice. I want us to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want us to take pride in here in the house of God. And finally, number three. When vision connects with renewal, God's people willingly respond. I believe that when we set vision large of seeing a new building, when we take time to restore people and renew people, I think people willingly respond. And you see that in the giving of offerings. So next week we are having an offering at both services, Super Sunday, uh, one at Windmill Farm and one in the morning. And we want to have miracle territory. We want to bring everything that's in our hands. We want to be the we want to have the giving of offerings. We want to have good administration, and you can look, read this through the two kings chapter. We want to, as money comes in, we want to be great stewards. I believe we're not being great stewards of our building fund because we still have to pay for this on a Sunday morning. It costs us about sixteen thousand pounds to have this on a Sunday morning because our tithes and offerings are not raising. So I want to challenge us as, and this is not a guilt thing. This is just to say, let's all take responsibility for the house. I think it was £8 if every, every family could, could consider giving £8 monthly or tithe. If you're not tithing, we would easily get the £16,000 because we can't rely on one or two. We've got to say it all as a body. To do that, I would love you to consider that. We want good administration. It's God's money. And we want, it, we want everyone to buy into this. Thirdly, what you get from as we connect vision and renewal we get people who willingly respond, and there's a willingness to work. I want to say to us next week, as I take our offerings, I believe that I want to see a level of faith happen. We launched this Buy a Big Brick project. Can I just see for a show of hands, who was able to raise some of their brick money? Just give us a little show of hands. Look at that. That is awesome. Thank you so much for stepping out in faith. I hear multiple stories as people took a brick in faith that represented a thousand pounds. Don't get caught up on the, it has to be a thousand pounds. But people did all kinds of things. They took their first salary that when they hadn't been paid and they bought a brick. They trusted God that he would bring in money supernaturally. They did a three-peak challenge. Me, JP, and Matt McNeil and Kev Smith are going to be doing a coast-to-coast -coast run this year. Well, Kev's driving the minibus because he's shaking his head. We're going to be doing five ultra marathons in five days. In May, this year, I went out for a five-mile run last week. It was hard. But we're going to be doing five ultramarathons in five days. We're starting from Whitehaven to Whitby. Why? Because there's a willingness to get behind the vision. I'm going to put myself through murder. I might not be able to walk on a Sunday in church. But why? Because I believe in something that God wants to do. What sacrifice can we all do? How can we all step out in faith? I want to challenge you. Take a brick. And the best ones are the ones if you haven't got any money. Because you have to rely on God. 
If you've got 5,000 pounds sitting in the bank account, well, it's quite easy. You just go, there's a grand. But I want to step out in faith and see God do miraculous. That's where the action is, people. So I want us to all become with a sacrificial faith offering next week where we go, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get behind it. Because it's about generations to come. I don't want to get into too many amens today. What's happening? Are you, are you with me, everybody? Oh, God, I love it. Revival's coming. We've got one life to live, people. Come on, let's get behind something that is absolutely phenomenal. I want to see this city transformed. You are the revival. I am the revival. It's not this mystical thing that we're waiting for. I think actually some revivalists can be actually, <laughs> I think some revivalists can be actually um, quite lazy because they say, oh, yeah, God will do something. I actually think revival is about us getting out there and doing it, seeing the kingdom of God expand and extend and get out there in your, your line of work. So, conclusion, faith pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I want to say next week, our faith target is £100,000. We currently have in the bank account 220000 assigned for Rise and Build. If we want to get something spectacular for God, we're a long way off. But I believe in a miracle. I want us to be part of the miracle. As a little boy brought the fish and loaves into Jesus, he blessed it and they fed 5,000 out of one packed lunchbox. I want you to bring your finest packed lunchbox next week. I want you to bring what is in your hand. I want you to be sacrificial in giving it. £100,000, that's what our target is. I'll break down some figures next week. I would love you to please go away and pray. What's God saying to you? You can hear my inspiration, but I want God's voice in your life. What's he saying? What's he sacrificing for you? Connect with Jesus this week. Take, two, take five minutes out. Go for a walk. Hear God's voice. What is he saying for you to do? Can you do some elaborate sponsorship? Or have you got money that you can access to build into the kingdom of God? We can't take any money with us. Might as well give it away. The more you give away, the more you get anyway. It's brilliant. It's upside down. It's crazy, actually. It's the kingdom of God. <laughs> so, uh, oh, hello. <laughs> Over there. So I want to say, what is God stirring you with? What is he stirring in your heart? Go and ask Jesus about it. Go and ask Jesus this week, what is he asking you to give? What is he asking you to bring? If it's my words, well, it, it won't mean much. I can't muscle up £100,000 out of some nice motivational speaking. It's the power and presence of God as you seek him and he asks you what's in your hand. What can you be sacrificial about? What can you step out in faith and trust God for that is above and beyond? You see, we need a miracle. I think that's the best place to be, don't you? Where you have to trust on God. You have to have the miracle. I'd love to invite Sam up if he's around um, for the band as we land this plane today. I'd love you to go away and look over the Rise and Build. I want to say thank God for what he's done this year through the Rise and Build. In this location, we managed to raise £65,000. So thank you so much for our Rise and Build. But I'm setting the target a bit higher this year. We're expanding, we're growing as a church. I wanted to say, can we, can we step out in faith and ask the God of miracles for £100,000 to see a deposit for a warehouse being built. I've seen warehouses. The building's not the problem. I've seen the building, just ain't got the resources. There's actually two buildings I'll take tomorrow. So between one and 1.5 million. I'll take them tomorrow, but we haven't got the resources yet. So we need a miracle. I'd love everyone 
everyone to get behind this. Go away this week. Look over the building. Say, what is Jesus saying to you? How can you be sacrificial? God is so good. We don't want to hide God in this room, do we? We want to get out there and see the kingdom of God expanded. It's all about people. It's all about sharing God's love. What could you dream up? What could we see in our dream center in our building? So I want to take us a minute in your own hearts. Just commit. Ask God, how can you step out for him? You know, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. What risk are you going to take for God this year? Gwen Pollard puts on a little do last night for a community. And they gave money. She did the cakes and raised 150 quid for what? An afternoon's baking and a heart that is willing to serve God. 150 quid for doing, well, it's great what you did. But in real terms, it's opening up your house, isn't it? And baking cakes. What's in your hand? What genius have you got in your hand? What can you do? What can we do together? I'm running 150 miles. Five ultra marathons back to back. That's in my hand. I can run a bit. Probably won't be by the end of that. But what's in your hand? What can you use for God? So, Father, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you that you're so good. And I pray as we launch our Rise and Build 2020, as we prepare next week to give sacrificially, Jesus, I pray that you will speak to us this week. If you've got an open heart, just put your hands out and go away and pray on your own. I don't want to convince you to take a brick. I want Jesus to move in your heart. But I know that sometimes you have to take a, a, a step of faith, which is spelt R-I-S-K, which is spelt risk. What are you going to risk for the kingdom of God? So Jesus, anoint us as we plan. Anoint us as we pray. May we see extraordinary miracle I pray provision of a building in the south of the city for your glory where we can see hundreds of life transformed in the powerful name of Jesus and all God's people said God bless you as you prepare